Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. All right, fantastic. Here we are again. Welcome back, everybody, and uh, thanks for listening in this week. It is episode 29, and we are really, really glad to have you here. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, it's me and Zach, and we're coming at you with the part two part two of our uh in the world Cult- not of the world um, cultural conformity cultural conformity all right yeah zach hi what up i i like that on? music when i listen to the podcast back at like two times the speed or whatever it is i'm listening to one and a half oh it sounds really fast and funky so uh, that must it's nice. be weird yeah i, I don't do that <clears throat> i know i know i know i'm not saying you have to but That'll be the next goal is to find an intro song that sounds good in one times and good at two times. <laughs> yeah. Like different. Although, It'll sound like different songs. There's so many, like I can't listen to all my podcasts at two times the speed. Most of them, I, no. I just have one and a half now and that's pretty yeah. good because then I can listen to some of the slower ones and I can listen to some of the faster ones at the same time. Yeah. Some guys, like some guys and girls out there, they just talk really fast. Like, wow. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm really All right, impressed. so today we are continuing with the in the world not of it yeah. discussion. Um, only going along the lines of what we've seen as far as um, what do we call it a pattern yeah, of yeah. Uh, of conformity. To yeah, the, the insidious influence of our culture we, around us. We are going to use that word a lot today. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and so we're part two of this. So last week we talked about. Um, Primarily weed and alcohol and the use um, of our Christian friends using more and more, uh, getting more and more drunkenness and just a liberal license to not live as people set apart for God. And so uh, part two of that this week, I think um, we want to talk about sex and how I'm like, we're seeing an increased uh, like our culture has become increasingly casual with sex, right? Um, you right, you're teaching kids at a younger and younger age uh, how to use contraceptives, the importance of sex. We're even giving them the opportunity to choose their own gender if if they so choose. We're not going to go there today. Um, and then, but we're seeing like a way more increase uh, in porn, uh, yeah. porn use among men and women. Um, statistically, uh, sex before marriage, sex outside of marriage, um, you know, Christians that are sending, uh, uh, sexually explicit pictures of things to one another and things that just shouldn't be happening. And so I think we need to talk about this. Um, sexual immorality, uh, has really snuck its way into our culture yeah Yeah, maybe not even snuck it's kind of just came flying in like so uh, why like where is it what is it what's what's causing this like what are we seeing well i mean social media 
for a long time has been one of the causes, and we know that hasn't helped, as well as the sexualization of um, like other media in general, like whether it's music videos, movies, TV shows. Um, those have increasingly gotten more sexual, like cr- crazy. Uh, and we've talked about this before, maybe not on the podcast. When I was in middle school or high school, what was considered a um, scandalous music video is laughable nowadays. Like, mm. it's not even close to anything. Um, like at one point, it was just, like, tight jeans was scandalous, and then all of a sudden, it shifted to fully nude, covering up the right spots. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's crazy, um, the shift we've seen in media. And that obviously has a huge influence. Like, media, we could go into that a whole other time, but media influences us, especially young people, a lot and influences our culture a lot as well. Yeah. And sex isn't new, right? Like it's not like this is a new issue or concern for anybody. There's been pinup girls and, uh, you know, things that were attractive and risque for, for decades, right. For, for since the beginning of time, it seems like forever. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Since the fall of Adam. Since sin. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Since sin, because like before that, Adam and Eve were naked and there was no shame. Right. That means there was no, there was no shame. They didn't feel bad about being naked. They also didn't feel lust. They were like, everything was good. Mm -hmm. Everything was good. And then sin enters in. And the first thing they do is cover up. Yep. And, and hide. And they're like, there's shame. There's, there's lust. The, 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 uh, the two equals of one half were suddenly broken, right? Like the, the whole relationship was gone. And then you see it throughout Genesis where uh, just like drunkenness last week we talked about, starts showing up right away with this, um, with the fall, right after the fall in Genesis. You got mm-hmm. drunkenness happening all over the place and you got so much crazy sexual um, uh, brokenness going on, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's awful. Okay, so, so is there, sorry, is there any no. verses or passages you want to bring up just so we have some ground for this discussion? So I guess like we would all be familiar with Genesis 1 and 2, and I think that's where you start. I, I like, like the whole book of Genesis is full of um, the right way of God's people to live and the wrong way for the people that are, are, are wicked, are, are following their own path. And, okay. and you see it over and over in the stories of Genesis, just this, this sexual immorality and how it, it, it breaks relationships in families and it breaks relationships with one another. And, um, and how it, it like God is having to constantly say, step in and say like, I need, you need to repent and, and there needs to be restoration and there needs to be a redeemer. Mm. Um, we like, like the new Testament, Paul warns over and over again. And I think the ones that come to mind first are probably like first Thessalonians four and okay. first Corinthians, like five, six and seven. Um, there's a lot of talk about how we behave as a church and, and sexual immorality and, marriage and what's happening and and there's lots in there 
So I guess those would be the, the verses that I'm bringing to this conversation. Right. Like first Corinthians, Thessalonians, first Thessalonians and like Genesis. Okay. What about you? Do you where, want where to are read you coming any of from? them or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. We can. Do you want to? We don't have to. I'm just wondering. Uh, I don't know how I feel. You tell it's me. Up to you. I don't care. No, I, I, let's just have this conversation. Okay, that's fine. If we need to, you, we'll dig if in. If you don't believe us that there that it's there, you can go check it out. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we can talk about it more if we if we need to. Send me a yeah. text or an email or. Jump into the Discord. <laughs> I didn't see anybody jump in there last week with any questions or comments. Of course not. Um, so please, like, don't be afraid to engage this conversation directly. Directly, like, contact Zacharias through the Discord. If you have a concern about uh, drugs, weed, alcohol, sex, sexuality, um, activism, porn, any of this stuff, just, just reach out to us. We want to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, anyway, so I I had 1 Corinthians 6 and 1 Thessalonians 4, so it's kind of basing things off that as well. Yeah. Um, and I think insidious, as we talked about last week, is going to be a really important uh, definition or word for this topic. Um, and to remind people, insidious uh, means proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects. Yeah. Which I think is really... Uh, descriptive of how Satan likes to work. So, um, basically what, what have you, like, I kind of, I think I've shared with you what I've seen, um, which is that uh, there's been a definite change in our Christian community or culture, at least in, around me and how we view um, sex and sex before marriage and sexual immorality. Um, I don't think it's like, I guess I'll say decayed or the standard has decayed to the extent of alcohol and marijuana because I think those are the furthest gone things and that's why I brought those up first. But um, like in the sense that I don't think people are, most Christians that I know aren't like bragging about sexual morality, <laughs> but uh, they're they may be pretty comfortable with it in their private life. And I guess, I don't know if that's because we have failed to talk about it enough or we lost accountability or what the reason is. I don't know. I think like, so for me, I look at it and go, um, I, I can understand how we've swung towards. So uh, touching last week, weed is legal. So I, I you know, like what's really wrong with it? The question has come out and, and drug like alcohol. I can, I'm 19. I can buy alcohol and, right. and we've moved from that legalism to license. Right. Yeah. So I, I can see how that happened. Like we, we, we were really strict and now we're like the pendulum swung the other way and we're like, no, like and I'm saved by grace and, and all things are okay for me. And I'm just going to do all things. And Paul says, right. that's, that's, that's a lie. Uh, we're just justifying doing the wrong thing so that it feels good. Yeah. I don't think it's legalism to license here. I think what this is, is that no, slow, gradual, subtle, harmful eroding of our, of our spiritual sense. Our friends are living together. 
Um, you just have to watch Seinfeld and Friends back from, and this is going back to the 90s. In the 80s, we watched Cheers. And you knew that Sam and Diane were, were dating and occasionally sleeping together or whatever. But it wasn't, it wasn't obvious. It wasn't out in front of your face all the time. But suddenly you get to, to Friends, you get to Seinfeld, and they're talking about masturbation. And they're talking about dating all the time and the need for, for sex all the time. And you have Joey and Phoebe in front of you constantly. And, and the evolution of that now is Brooklyn Nine-Nine where it's a yeah. funny, great show, or even The Office, where it's a funny show that we a ton of us watch because it's humorous. And the sexual relationships that have become the norm in those TV shows uh, do not honor God's, like, do not have a biblical view of sex. There's Their worldview is not God's. And so slowly, subtly, this chips away at us. And we're like, well, yeah, if you love each other, but you're not ready to commit to marriage, you move in together. If you love each other and you've dated for two months, then why aren't you having sex? Um, and and it's, it's subtle and it's insidious because it's harmful for us, but we, we don't see it happening. And suddenly you're at school and everybody's like, well, of course you have sex before marriage. You've got to test drive that car, right? You got to know that you that's the car you want to buy, and so you test drive it. And and it's like, well, sex isn't test driving a car. I'm not buying this relationship. I'm committing to this for life. Mm-hmm. This is totally different. And um, and I don't want to drive every other car you've ever driven every time I have a test drive. Like right. uh this isn't the same thing. It's it, they, they, they don't equate. There's something yeah. beautiful. There's something holy. There's something unique. There's something exciting and passionate about having sex that is not to be shared with everybody. And, and we've bought into this lie of our culture. Uh, Satan has subtly broken down our barriers. So yeah, it makes sense suddenly for Christians to live together before they get married. It doesn't make sense. It's not God's design. It's not a biblical worldview. It's mm. the world's view, not God's. And I think we've, we've compromised ourselves. Uh, it, and it's slowly eroded. And that's just, I think that's where we've come from. Um, yeah. What do you think? I would much agree that it's not the same as, the, as license or legal to license. I think it's definitely like this, um, this influence of culture just like continually pounding or pushing into um our like christian values or our beliefs or um what what we know the bible says and i think on the opposing side of that like we've we've weakened our opposition to it so i think there's been a heavier push against us from um from like normal culture mainstream media and all that and i think we've gotten worse and worse and worse at opposing it so it's naturally going to just come in and take us, take over um, the in, the insidious influence of the mainstream media culture, right? Like it just, it just keeps going and keeps going, keeps getting worse and keeps pushing that line, pushing that line to where something that 10 years ago we thought was way over the line is now and we don't even consider it, like we don't even think twice about it. I, I couldn't access porn as a child. Yeah. 
without finding a magazine or a DVD or not even DVDs. It had to be a VHS type tape. Right. Right. That was the only way to find porn. Now I can search for the Super Bowl and I get porn ads that pop up on my phone or, or on my computer. Yeah, it's, it's just, just right so there. So much more accessible. It's everywhere. And um and, and you just it's suddenly sex is everywhere. Yep. It's it's seen everywhere. It's it's and it's obscene. It's not like subtle um pinup girls from the sunshine girl in the the newspaper or uh well, you go to the mall and you're in the food court and there's a twenty foot tall picture of a girl that's barely wearing any clothing. Right. Trying to sell underwear and not like, wearing any. And let me just divert my eyes to the the freaking like floor i guess i don't know like i can right. still see it on my peripherals yeah so <laughs> it's just and, and if we can become if we quote unquote become numb to it then it's okay yeah yeah and if we question it then we're being old-fashioned or we're not right. being progressive or we're um what are we doing we're Itemize, not itemizing, but we're putting, you know, we've, we've turned that woman into an, an idol or objectifying, an, objectifying that poor woman. And it, it's like, well, yeah. that's what they've done. They've, they've used her as an advertisement. Um, <laughs> I yeah. don't know how you want me to not objectify her when that's exactly what they've done. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then if you say anything, uh, it's, it's, about, it's not about modesty. The conversation is never about modesty. It's about getting what you want. I want this and I want this now because it feels good. Yeah, exactly. And it's become our motto and that, that, that's not, that's not how God has designed it. You go back to, so back to the Bible, back in Genesis, like right in chapter one, it's like, and the two became one and God made them male and female in his image. And the right. two, and it says right there, right off the bat, this is God's design for marriage. And the two will become one flesh. They will leave their parents and cleave together and become one. And somehow I reflect God's image and Julia reflects God's image. And when we come together, we even better reflect God's image when we come together and commit to each other. Yeah. And coming together, part of that gift is sex. And like, I was young. I get it. I just, um, <laughs> I was a young guy who wanted to have sex and was excited for it and um, couldn't wait for it. I did wait for it, but I couldn't. Like, so I was exposed to porn and I was exposed to that sexual desire and I dated girls and, and went like set a line and went across a line and then we reset a line and then we crossed that line. And it's like, we got to be yeah. careful. We're just playing with fire. Yep. You're going to get, you're, you're going to get burned. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and I, so I, yeah, I see it and I see it. It's, it seems to be so much more, um, evident that, uh, maybe we just didn't talk about it as much back then. It was still happening. We had, friends in the church that were getting pregnant. Um, so we know it was happening, but it was more seen as a one-off thing. Um, or yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely think it's not getting talked about enough. 
Um, and that's because there's like, there's some almost like stigma around, um, around the, uh, the idea of like, I don't know, judging somebody, I guess. Like you don't want to like, uh, we don't, we just lost it. We lost the ability to be accountable, I think, or it's, it's fading. Um, and I think yeah, we're scared to like, we're scared to judge someone or to like, we're, we're going to get called out because we're judging somebody. And I think it's interesting to look at the idea of what, what is judging someone. Um, and to judge somebody means to like form an opinion or a conclusion about them or something. I think it's important that like, if you see something in your, a Christian friend's life that you know or think is wrong, you talk to them about that. That's not judging them. Uh, you're not deciding uh, something definite about their person, their persona or who they are, their personality or um, like the essence of who they are. You're just telling them you see something wrong in their life and you want to talk about it or you think that they should like look at that. And that's not judging. And I think that's really important that we um, gain that skill back because I think we're losing it. Because, I mean, it's part of that, again, is uh, our mainstream culture is telling us that you do you, you know, whatever is good for you. If, if I feel a certain way, then you can't tell me differently. And so there is no um, absolute right or objective right. And so then you can't tell me that what I'm doing is wrong because it's not to me. And that's a really dangerous um, path to go down as well because we know that there are things that are absolute right and wrong. And we all know that there are things that are... Um, that we shouldn't be doing, and it doesn't. It's not about your feelings or how you perceive them. Yeah, I think there's definitely something that's that's broken there. That has. Uh, it's just. It's do we have God and His Bible and His His Word as our our view of the world, hmm. or are we trying to reconcile that I want the good parts of Jesus? <laughs> And I also want to just fit in with the world around me right? And, and, and do the things that feel I want that I feel I want. There's no design for us. We are called to be holy. We're called to be set apart. We're called to wait. And yet we don't want any of that. Yeah. And, and I think there's a real, we have to wrestle with this. We have to wrestle with this together and we have to wrestle with this personally and we have to wrestle with this together in community. Um, and our friends and, and those that are having sex, uh, uh, that are, that are caught in the addiction of porn that are having sex outside of marriage that are having sex before marriage. Hey, if you're engaged, you shouldn't be having sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, if yep. you are, so if you're listening to this and you're having sex with your boyfriend or you're having sex with your girlfriend, stop. You need to stop now. Like it's for your benefit, psychologically, physically, emotionally. It is, it is God's design for you to wait. Mm -hmm. You may love that guy. You may love that girl. And, and in the, in this very moment, you may even be engaged and said, you know what? I'm committed to you and I want to get married. And then, and then what happens? Something happens, right? Yeah. Something happens in their life and, and it shifts or they go away for school or they end up like going to Africa and God just meets them and they're like, I have to stay in Africa. And now you're not yeah. getting married or they end up at, um, 
Who knows? You just never know. It's you not, just don't final know. It's final. There's a reason the line is marriage, not engagement. Right. And marriage is meant to yeah. be eternal. Yeah. Like you come together as one flesh and what's been put together is, is designed to be one. And, um, uh, so I think you brought up an interesting thing that I want to touch on, which is the idea that if you, just because you have maybe crossed the line or because you have decided to have sex or you're, um, you already feel guilty for one of these, some of these sins, it's never too late to stop. And it's not like you've missed, it's not like you've missed that check mark on that, that thing. Um, it's not like a one-time thing like, oh, well, I've, I've already done it. So I guess I might as well just keep going. Cause I already, I'm already, I already can't, I can't complete that goal. I can't be holy in that way, but that's not true. Um, God calls us to be a continual, um, how do you want the sanctification process is it always continuing. It's never complete just because you did or didn't do something once. Um, and it's a continual thing that, that can, that always happens. And so, um, we can't just give up and it's not over just because we have messed up. Um, at any point you can say enough is enough and you should, and you should make change from there and that will make God happy. Um, yeah, it's yeah. like me saying I'm a verbal processor, so I'm going to think out loud. And if I say stuff that hurts you too bad for you, mm. like, well, I'm, I'm called to control my tongue. I'm called to speak words of life and that bring people up. And so if I'm speaking out and I say something that hurts people, I need to apologize. I need to ask and seek forgiveness for that. I need to confess my sin, right? If I, if I, if I like, well, I'm just a verbal processor, God deal with it. To me, it's not sin. Then I'm, I'm not living. I'm spiritually dead to the fact that my words hurt people. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Like I need to, to fix that problem. So, I'm using words because words can hurt. Gossip is is just as as wrong as sex outside of marriage or whatever whatever we want to say is the sin that we're dealing with here. Um, the problem is lust, right? Like yeah. I desire something and I want it now, and that can be an item, that can be a feeling, that can be uh, sexual, it can be emotional, it can be whatever that it could be power but it can be just as destructive if you've done it once it doesn't condemn you for eternity god is in the business of restoration jesus came to restore all things mm-hmm. you are made new his blessings are new every day like we are called to strive for holiness Paul, uh, Peter says in first Peter, right? Pursue holiness. But then we're also made holy immediately because God's put his spirit within us. So it's that same paradox, right? Like I am holy and I'm being made holy. I am yeah. sanctified. I'm right with God. I am righteous and I'm pursuing righteousness. Yeah. I am sanctified today, but I'm also being sanctified. I'm being refined and chipped away and shaped in God's image and more and more like Christ. So. Yeah. Can I read a bit from that devotion you sent me? Sure. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that. It says how uh, in first Thessalonians four, seven, it says for God did not call us to impurity, but in holiness. And that can also be worded as 
God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Um, and so that use of in suggests that holiness is not only the goal for our lives, but it is also something in which we participate, something that is given to us. Um, God calls us into relationship with him as his special people so we may, might live in a whole new way. Um, it underscores the relational nature of holiness, uh, even as it suggests that there are right holy ways for us to live. And so, like I said, it's not just about a checkbox that you do or do not hit. It's, this con- it's a continuous, constant um, way of life and a way of living. I just thought that worded it really well. Yeah, no, it's really good. It is good. It's, it's, we're in it. We're not going to it. We are. Yeah. Holy. So, Hey, so back to that, back to our statement. If you've done this, you've done this one time, you've done this 10 times, you are still in holiness. You are still holy. Christ is still in you. Yeah. Uh, it says in first Corinthians six, like, stop, like, don't partner, don't partner. Your body is now God's temple. His spirit lives in you. You are one with Christ. So this is this is the mir- this is the mystery of God is that Christ is now the bridegroom and we are the bride and we have been married to him and we have become one flesh. So you go back to Genesis 1 and it's this picture of of a man and a woman coming together and becoming one flesh and that's God's design for marriage and then you get to the New Testament and Christ calls himself the bridegroom and then in in Ephesians and Philippians you hear like Christ is we are married to Christ, and so we are one with him. So then, if you're partnered with Christ, why would you want to engage in something outside of marriage? Right? And so it's not like, that's not just idol worship. That's like you physically taking your body and having sex with somebody else is cheating. Cheating on him, unless you've come together in that marriage covenant where you've agreed together to be together in that relationship. So that is the biblical view of this. This is God's view on it, not the world's. So there is going to be this struggle. Like we talked about three things last week where if you're, if you're practicing uh, drunkenness (laughs) and I'm practicing, I mean, doing it over and over and over again, it's not like a one-time thing. You're practicing drunkenness. So you're really good at it. Um, (laughs) Then there's probably three problems here. One, you've misunderstood scripture. You have taken scripture and you have uh, misinterpreted it or re you know, you've taken it out of context to use it for your own good. Mm-hmm. Two, your self-preservation we talked about, where I'm doing this so that I preserve my self-image or I fit right. in or it's 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 for my sake not for god's anymore it's my self-preservation and three maybe we're we have a, an area of spiritual deadness in our lives where mm. god this is mine and i'm not giving it to you and it's my own thing and what you've done there is not allow god to come in and give you life in that area you're spiritually dead and mm. the holy spirit wants to renew that to remake that um like in this term, he wants to recreate that virginity <laughs> and make it renew, re yeah. a new creation. If that's the case, um, yeah. So there's I guess the this, challenge. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just was thinking like there's this locker room mentality, right? And and I know as so I'm a guy. I'm going to admit this. I'm a guy, and like it's 
it's there in like grade seven, grade eight, grade nine, grade 10 of this idea of conquest. Sex is a conquest. It's something to be won. It's something to, to boast and brag about. And, um, and then I've seen a shift subtle as it is, right? This insidious shift, uh, from that male, uh, macho thing. I don't know how to say it for that male macho idea of conquest, sexual conquest to, well, we're equal now. So now there's this female conquest. How many, how many notches can a a woman get on her belt? Um, yeah, that has become a thing for sure. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, I'm, I'm going to say some old stuff here when I was in grade nine. So that was a long time ago. I was like 14 and I'm not anymore. That's 30 Mm. plus years ago. Um, A guy who slept with people was a champion and a girl who slept with people, multiple people was a slut. Right. And now um, a man who sleeps with a lot of women is a slut and a girl who sleeps with a lot of people is liberated. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, what has shifted here? Like we've, so one, we've destroyed that, that male ego, which is, has its own problems. It's not a terrible thing, but it's also not a good thing. Um, but we, what have we done to our women that says to them, you know, the better, the more conquest you have, the better you are at sex. And what if they're just, every time you have sex with somebody or even enter into that intimate relationship, you carry that forever. Like I can still remember the girlfriends I've had and the, the mistakes I've had, and I've prayed for forgiveness and I've prayed that God would remove those, those things from my life, but they're still there. Like I carry that yeah. with me forever. Yeah. Why would you want to have multiple partners and, and enter into that? Yeah, I don't know. And, and I don't wish that's for anybody uh, that's listening. So um, again, I think the challenge here is if you can recognize any of this within yourself, that you have some sort of sexual immorality and impurity um you need to look at what the root cause of this is and it's one of those three things that terry said of whether you're not understanding scripture or you're just trying to fit in slash um, self uh preserve or you're uh you just don't care what scripture says and you're just spiritually dead in some way um it's probably one of those three things and so what which one is it for you? And if you're sitting there thinking, no, no, it's not, it's none of those. And you've got some other loophole you're, you figured your way around. You're wrong. You're just wrong. If you think yeah. this doesn't apply to you and you know, like if you're doing anything sexual before marriage, if you're watching porn, if you're, um, whatever other examples we can think of, like if you are sexually, uh, impure, anything way, any way that the Bible talks about here in these passages, um, you need to make a change in your life because there's no loophole around that. There's no way you can justify it or, you know, when you're not married in your heart, you're not like, you're not committed for life until you're married. So, um, there's no way you can justify that. Yeah. And that's, it's just, it's, um, Oh yeah. What am I trying to say here? Um, it's, it's a really hard conversation. And if your friends are in this place, we need to have these hard conversations with them. Yeah, like, like really. We need to help she, our friends be accountable to, to God and to each other and, and to us as their friends and say, again, the same as conversation as we had last week. With grace, you need to go to them and say, I think there's an area in your life 
that you're not you're not submitting to God. And yeah, I'm not here care to care about your friends. Like you're gonna yeah. care about their their walk in in relationship with God and their walk in holiness and their walk in sanctification. Yeah. If you see that they're not doing that, like you care about them, you're gonna say something. Yeah. Yeah, and and I want to say, oh, I was thinking about this at the beginning and I totally missed it and I should have said it last week too. Like these topics, like alcohol and uh, drug use and sex and gender and activism, like some people have been deeply hurt in these areas and we're not trying to pick a wound and we're not trying to um, trigger something that may have been abusive for you in the past. But we're trying to have a conversation here about real things that are happening in our lives and in the lives of people we care about around us, where they're taking these things for granted and for advantage. And they're not realizing how dangerous it is. So if you have struggled with uh, uh, or been a victim or I don't know how to say this, you've been uh, a receiver of abuse from these different areas, you you probably need... um, support in that and you should seek support and help in that and we can help you find people to help you with that but we're talking about people who are taking license with these activities and 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 using them because they they they're seeking pleasure and they're seeking um escape and um they're doing it because they think it's fun yep and and that's not that's where we're coming from in this conversation well, is there anything else you want to mention? No, I think we hit it. Like, I think mm. those three things, like one, stop. If, if this is you and this is your conversation and this is your story, stop. Time to write a new chapter. Two, um, God is about restoration and grace. So repent, confess, and be restored and have that renewal. And three, um, be a good friend. And talk to your friends about it and say, as I read the Bible, what I see as God's worldview on this is not how you're living. And the worldview you have is really the view of our culture, the view of the world around us. And we know that that is not subject to God or his design. Uh, It's living contrary and in contrast to him. And that's not the way we are called to live. We're mm-hmm. holy. We are in holiness. And we are being called to holiness. I think, to, yeah. I hope we were honest enough in this conversation. Like we, we didn't think we needed to get into details of what, what is sex and what is crossing the line. No, and there's, If you have questions, like, again, please talk to us or somebody. Um, we just want to get this conversation rolling and um, touch on general topic of what we've um what we've seen as an issue and so there's lots of nuances to the conversation and um, things we're not going to dive into and things that are specific to to you to each individual who's struggling through it and you that's why you need to talk to somebody so that you can get into those details yeah yeah and 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 sex is is intimate and it is passionate and it is good and it is something that was designed and, and is fantastic. But sometimes we're like, as people, we seek that intimacy in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and we think that's how we're approved and we think that's what what makes us worthwhile and and it's it's not it's like it's like bonus area like it's yeah it's you got to meet the qualifications to get into the bonus area on the like and uh don't try and cheat the system yeah to get something that you're not supposed to have it's it's gonna you're gonna wreck it uh you're gonna yeah anything else Uh, that's all i got i don't know no we're we uh no we're good um anything you wanted to draw what's that anything you wanted to draw attention to oh i was gonna say we did see the many articles about ford claiming camps can be open this summer but we are waiting to hear about what the restrictions will actually be because there was a heavy list last year there's a heavy list in quebec this year and we're hoping it's less than those two things so we can actually do something but uh, the media is going to spin it, or well, Ford's going to spin it how he wants to spin it. So we'll wait and see what the actual restrictions are. Bear with us; it should only be a couple weeks. Yeah, please remember this is a politician speaking to try and gain votes, <laughs> because the politicians are about popularity. And we're happy he's acknowledging us, though. He's we acknowledging are acknowledging camps, and yeah. we're going to get a decision. So that's good. Yeah, and there are good politicians out there who really do care. In the end, it's about their job. It's not about our job and, and what we want. So just remember that. Like, I'm not trying to deride him as a person or in his job. He's, but he is a he's doing his job. And right, I think that's it. Anything else? No, I don't have anything else. I already. Um, no, that's it for this week, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah, we love you guys so much and uh, praying for you. See ya. Bye-bye. Did you stop recording?